Okay. Welcome, everyone, to the second episode of Stories from the Cryptoverse. So today we have two special guests. We have Luke, or better known as Immortal ETH from Twitter. Uh, he was with us on our first podcast. And we also have Mick Hoffmans. Mick Hoffmans is a partner. He is the CEO of Doe, which, as many of you guys know, is a partner of Tito's. So we're very excited to have them today. We're going to be talking specifically about stable coins um just overall about say stable coins because there's a lot of new traders that still don't really know what stable coins are how how they affect the market what's the economy behind it and what's the point of stable coins so uh today for today's podcast we're going to be covering those topics and i'll pass it on to adam hey adam from technodosh i do your social media and marketing um so we're really excited for this for these podcast series I think we're going to start getting a couple of them out per week. So definitely stay tuned for those. For sure. I'm all over it. Also known as Luke. I am a marketing manager and community manager. I am also working core team at Doe as both marketing manager and community manager as well. You can tell by the beautiful merch that we've got gone over here. You'll uh, be able to pick some of that up pretty soon. I'll, uh, I'll pass on to Mick. Yeah, thanks, Doug. Yeah, my name is Mick. I'm the CEO and Dev of, uh, of Doe. Uh, we launched on the 15th uh, of September, so just recently. We are currently sitting at 1.5 million market cap, and uh, there's tons of utility and marketing uh, rolling out on a daily. Um, started talking with uh, Santi quite a while ago when uh, I think Tito's was just entering the, the pre-sale, so I've been uh, following them uh, yeah, quite a lot. Uh, also got some Tito's myself, of course. So uh, yeah, I'm excited to be here and to discuss with you guys a bit more in general about crypto and uh, what we see for for the market and stable coins. Perfect. I was talking while muted. That's funny. So um, th- thank you, thank you for the kind words. So uh, to kind of kick off the the the, the topic of stable coins, I first want to just highlight um, for any of our viewers, how would you guys explain? How would you guys best explain what staple coins are to someone who's brand new to crypto? God, I'll jump on that one. So I think the best way to explain stable coins, so I'll, I'll take it from my perspective as a better, a younger person coming into the crypto scene or a new person coming into the crypto scene. I think it's best to say it from how I did it and my point of view. So I just kind of came into the scene. I was in a I was in a in a pub and I heard a group chatting around and I'd been I'd been known about all these coins. You know, I'd heard people talking about Bitcoin for a while and I'd kind of seen the possibilities there. And I was I was mainly looking into stocks and then the crypto word came about and I went, Oh, this is a new one to me. So originally it actually revolved around him talking around SafeMoon, which at the time was one of the biggest projects out there. And I started to look a little more into it. And he said, hey, you should you should get into investing. And I said, you know, well, we'll give me a few tips. So he set me up with a Binance and he set me up with a, um, a Coinbase and, you know, so on a MetaMask and Trust Wallet and bits like that. And then we had a couple of chats over the days. I said, so, so teach me a bit about it. He said, so you've got two main markets. He said, you've got your altcoin market and you've got your main coin market. I said, right, what's the difference? He said, well, there's a big difference. He said, there's altcoins you can hit from starting at a major price at you know 10 pence a coin a cent a coin to even down to 0.0001 to you know and so on of a coin now the main way of explaining it is look at your 
main market, etc. Your Bitcoin, your Ethereum, your BNB as a big franchise. So in the UK, like a McDonald's, a KFC, a Tesco's and Asda. Look at your altcoins as kind of an off-brand business. So, you know, you've got your own little takeaways. You've got little merchandise stores and second parts that branch off. So I think that gives a bigger overview of what the main market is compared to the altcoin market. Now, of course, the main market does reflect heavily on the altcoins and back and forth. As if you're trading a token on the BSC, they're going to be using BNB. So, of course, as the price goes up in the BNB, you're going to be seeing better reflections. You're going to be better seeing better price movements and, you know, vice versa within the two projects. So I think that was my kind of explanation on what the, the main market is compared to the alt market. And of course, both of them have a, a great, great view within the cryptocurrency. And I think anybody that is coming into crypto will always start in the main market first, unless told to, you know, come straight into the altcoins by a friend or a family member or, you know, a, a referral. Um, and I think it really is great to start out with trading little bits of Bitcoin, little bits of XRP or BNB to give you the basic gist of, you know, what cryptocurrency really is. Because the alt market is deep. There's a lot more in that detail. You know, you've got your slippage, you've got your gas, you've got a lot more token addresses and, and volatility to it. Whereas the main market is really simple. You know, you can put a deposit on Binance and you do, you know, you always do your own research, as said. And you see, oh, that's a little bit of a dip. So, you know, you might throw, I just threw £50 in, um, in BNB when I started out. And it shot up and I only saw about £70. I went, oh, nice, a £20 bit of profit. And I think that's the part where I started to catch on and learn the slang terms and started to realize the real actual case of cryptocurrency. Uh, but that pretty much explains most of it from, from my side starting out and how, how I started out in this cryptocurrency space. How would you define stablecoin? Because in my experience, especially on BSC, uh, because we are all very experienced uh, with uh, altcoins and especially uh, microcap, like sub 100 million um, tokens. Uh, in my eyes, a stablecoin stable is a backed coin that's uh, directly backed to a uh, store of value. Could be gold, could be uh, US, uh, D, could actually be anything. Um, the most known on BSC is, of course, BUSD as a stablecoin, which is always a dollar. Uh, same goes for USDT um, and, and many other stablecoins. But what I see happening a lot is because we are very experienced with altcoins and we see the high volatility and the, the high risk, high reward. Um, we refer to uh, XRP, uh, to uh, ETH, to Bitcoin also as stablecoins. So um, that's mainly also a question, not really a statement, um, something what do you see as stablecoin and what would you like to discuss today? So for myself, uh, uh, regarding stablecoins. So yeah, um, I actually, I, I loved how it was put by Immortal. Um, just so for, for any of our listeners uh, that, uh, for later on, for any of our listeners, um, how when he was uh, talking about um, main coins, uh, he, he was mostly talking about stablecoins because stable, like he, and he said it perfectly, stablecoins, are are how i myself also got into uh into crypto because everybody knows about bitcoin you can go to any side of of um any place in the world and you could just say oh uh bitcoin and they'll at least have a notion of what you're talking about because that's how big of an influence crypto um excuse me that's how big of an influence bitcoin had on crypto and that that i just i just find the aspect of stable coins and bitcoin and 
altcoins with uh i what would be like i would say the lead altcoin at the moment would it be solana or would that already be considered a uh, i think solana is kind of a half and half because they're they're into the alt game but they're also into their their stable coins as well um it'd be quite a quite a a a mix with the tether and like the usdc like those are as stable as they come you know they're yeah they're tied to one price um but as far as like open market on the centralized exchanges, I would definitely say like your Bitcoin, your Ethereum, even Dogecoin really doesn't move too much as of late. Um, Solana's kind of creeping up in there. I know they're in the top 10 right now, but like your XRP, um, the ones that don't do this as much, I think is is what we're referring to. But yes, like Tether is in USDC, very stable. Basically. Yeah, yeah, that's it. There's not much price change with them and them, and that's mm-hmm. like you know, like you said, with um, like BUSD, it always stays around that dollar mark. And I mean, you mm-hmm. know, even if it did, if it ever did go to you know that one dollar fifty, that two dollar, that'd be an absolute game breaker for the whole crypto world. But I think they like they really are the the main stable coins that we're looking at. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. So. Uh, what do you guys believe is the current state of stablecoins in the market? Well, I think Bitcoin, Bitcoin's uh, everyone rides and dies on Bitcoin. Uh, when Bitcoin drops, I look all at the other top 10 coins and their charts almost exactly mimic that of Bitcoins. Um, so I think with that said, uh, Bitcoin's probably, you know, the leader just because it's the first developed. It was what started this entire crypto scene. Uh, it's the most wide known. And I think Ethereum's not too far behind. I do think that the gas prices are kind of hurting Ethereum as of late because they can get pretty outrageous, especially when you look at something like BNB and their gas prices are extremely cheap. Um, so I think that might end up hurting them in the long run. But I definitely think like, the top 10 are there for, you know, a reason because they have such high market caps. They're almost, they, they can almost be called stable coins, you know? And I think uh, that Bitcoin is rebounding as of late, but it's so unpredictable still. And I have seen 50% drops in stable coins this year. Uh, I remember when Ethereum was maybe at an all time high of like 4.4. And then within a month, it was down to like 1.8. So they definitely can get hit hard as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree with Adam on that one. Yeah, I think with the broader acceptance of uh, crypto, more retail investors coming in, you'll see more of these uh, swings. Uh, 50% is, in my opinion, not much for a for any crypto uh, because it's mostly psychology that's ruling the market. Uh, we've seen that just uh, a couple of days ago with uh, the news of uh, China trying to ban the, the crypto transactions. Uh, we've seen that just today with El Salvador giving the announcement about the crypto uh, benefits for gasoline. Like it's all psychology driven, and that influences price. With the, uh, more retail investors joining in on crypto and reading those news articles, you'll see bigger bigger um, volatility as well, which I think is healthy for any for any chart. Like as long as there's higher flows, like we've been seeing on Bitcoin over the past ten years. Uh, higher floors, then of course a shakeout uh, distribution, a new accumulation. Um, as long as that, that is continuing, uh, I think crypto is here to stay. And 
one development I'm uh, following closely is in the AU. Uh, even governments are now looking at implementing their own stablecoin back to a value. For example, Frankfurt, um, they are currently looking to implement their own stablecoin because they know that the future is crypto. Uh, digital valuta is already bigger than uh, physical valuta, especially in Europe. Like I only pay with my, my, my smartphone at the moment from a bank account, but it won't be long before you can start using your crypto account to pay in stores just by NFC uh, transfer. Uh, and governments know. So banning crypto is not an option because it's unregulated. You can't. So better join the party. Yeah. That actually, on that note of China and all the regulations, I think all these regulations started to come down when they announced their own official like Chinese like crypto right. version. And that's everything is direct competition to their crypto. So, uh, but I do know like places like Miami where Santi is, the city has its own token as of right now as well. So there's, it's while people are being regulated, other people are, are, you know, stepping up El Salvador, doing the whole, the whole mining process through volcanic energy, which is really cool. Um, and then uh, like Miami. And I think the United States is actually going to lean towards what Miami is doing as opposed to what China is doing. Yeah, I agree. I think the acceptance will, will only increase. Uh, one one big thing I'm noticing is, especially with the alts, they are solving uh, global problems or they're addressing uh, a bigger audience. And for example, Chile's, you know, they, they have tokens that focus on football, on soccer. They partner with big clubs like um, uh, Paris Saint-Germain has their own token. Like, those kind of things, they make crypto available to anyone who um, who is in love with football. If you want to buy some some merch from your favorite club, you buy some chilies and you can get access to to that merch. With that being said, I I think by solving those worldwide problems, crypto is more accepted by the general public, and therefore becomes uh, unbannable by um, by the governments. Same happened a couple of decades ago with the internet. At first, they were afraid of the internet, and also the general public was afraid of the internet because it was taking their jobs. Same as government saying now, it's taking your money. Um, it's not. It's just a different way of looking at it in a more safe and regulated manner with uh, blockchain and everything backing it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree with I agree with Mick on that one. I think there's there's a lot of stuff that the the altcoin market is now doing that the main market really needs to catch on to. And I'll bring that in with a little bit of utility on and off question because we're now seeing you know, real um, real altcoins bringing in big utility. You've got stuff like Life Token, which is giving donations towards charity. You've had other projects that are giving towards football. You're having, you know, there's multiple implementations that are being brought in by these altcoins for real life uses. And, you know, no doubt Bitcoin are out there giving donations to charities and stuff like that. But I jump into a few of these, of these alt, alt tokens and I'm seeing them do real life uses. And a big one for me is mental health. I'm heavily invested in a mental health token because they're doing donations towards something that I support. Whereas I look at something like XRP or, you know, Bitcoin or um, Ethereum and I go, hold on, it's just, you're just buying it. What, what are you buying it for? Whereas you can jump in an altcoin and you're buying it for a real reason, which gives you, you know, it gives you that positivity 
to jump into. And I think that's quite a big fluctuation that needs to be looked at between the main market and these altcoins as well. Now, of course, there's always going to be, it's always going to be around. There is always going to be stable coins. It's too many people are in it and it's worth too much on the market now and the government for something for them to stop. You know, it's a, it's trillions of dollars. I mean, they're looking at $11 trillion in the long run for, for these stable coins. And that's to them, that's not a small number, you know, it's, it's yeah. big, big stuff that they've got on board. And I think stable coins will always run because, you know, USDC reflects off the US dollar and USDT reflects off the US dollar. And I think that's the the big part that needs to be looked at between what people really want to put their money into. And another another big one on the main market, which kind of knocked me off, was slow progress and fast progress. People, the, the, the word is spreading very, very fast about altcoins because of their potential. And I think a lot of the whale groups are obviously invested in the stable coins for the long run. Uh, I own around £100 in the top 10 stable coins on coin market cap at the minute, and I have them locked until 2025. I don't know their potential, but that's my learning. And I want to see and turn around when I unlock that wallet and go, well, that's not done much. Or, oh, wow, that's a couple million, you know, and it's that learning. It's, it's that learning step that I want to take. It's not for the money. It's for the part to look at and go, right. So this is what I invested in at this stable coin price. This is the movement it's had. And then also seeing the world impact and the government usage towards these stable coins and what impact they have towards me as an investor. You know, should I be investing more in these stable coins or should I be investing more towards the altcoin market? And it's crazy it's because a really good experiment. Yeah. And it's crazy like because that. I see you. Sorry, go ahead. You wanna No, no, I was just commenting on what you said, my fault. No worries, no worries. So um I, I, it's crazy because I see USDT being used everywhere now. And especially since, as, uh, as mentioned prior, I live down in Miami. I actually can, I actually see, obviously you see Bitcoin everywhere. You see, B, I see Bitcoin and Ethereum ATMs everywhere. Um, I, I recently saw a, um, an LTC, uh, Litecoin, uh, uh, ATM also. So that was pretty cool. And I it just, I find it cool how now it's integrating into our everyday lives, especially down here. I see it more often, uh, because of, where I'm, I'm located but i it's just it's an insane it's an insane idea that this uh like as as mentioned this 10 years ago wasn't even a thought process and now we're, we're seeing physical adaptations of virtual currencies of virtual um funding and i i it's 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 just like immortal so like it's one of those things that you just kind of want to uh like lock it up and see how it does in the future um and not worry about it because i think that's one of the biggest things that that affects uh new traders and affects um like the market and just overall overall market is when people start seeing uh bad news or um or as in, in the crypto term fud per se they start seeing bad news like for example the china bitcoin thing bitcoin shot down a lot but in reality it did it it rebounded so quickly because people are realizing that it's it's all it's all market psychology. It's all like everything's just uh, uh, everything's just changing just because well, as soon as one person starts seeing a, a red, they start going in. They're like, oh, wait, no, I need to sell mine. I'm scared. I'm scared. And then it, it, it's just it's fear of lo- it, it. 
there's fear of missing out, which is FOMO. And then I guess there's a FOLO, which is fear of losing out. Um, and I think that has a lot of, uh, a lot of um, effects on, on crypto, especially on stable coins. Stable coins, um, they, if stable coins move, I mean, pardon me, when stable coins move, all all the full market moves if when bitcoin goes down all markets go down it's it's it has such a strong effect on the crypto sphere overall yeah i agree i think as um as more atms come out and as people see there's easier ways of getting their money as quick as as quickly as they can because you know there's still a process you have to transfer and sometimes you have to exchange coins into other coins to be able to cash out when cashing out becomes extremely easy and when um that is augmented into say like a convenience store with the with the uh coding where you can just hand them your debit card and pay in crypto i think that's really going to help push forward not only stable coins but also the altcoins because there's going to be an obvious use case at that point and and at that that point why fight it you know i agree and that, you can make was... you can make money in crypto quick yeah that, that's what we're seeing with a lot of projects i mean you know even to reflect the stable coins off the alts we're seeing so many altcoins right now that are actually using their own tokens to purchase real life products i mean there's not many stores where you can go into and you can pay with ethereum but yet this on let, let, let me just put a name out there. Let, let me just call it gold rocket. You could go out there into a store and buy a t-shirt with gold rocket tokens. There's it, it's odd how the alt market is slowly taking over these stables. And, you know, it's not like you can go in and just pay with busty you're paying with USD, but I think it really is only a matter of time before we're going to be seeing these stable coins brought into legitimate currency. That would be a, that would be quite the day too. And I don't think it's that far away. I mean, it's still young and it's still figuring itself out, and there's still you know issues that need to need to be worked out in the scene. But I think that it has great potential to be like that next big thing, like the California gold rush, but it's crypto, you know. Yeah, crypto is getting bigger and bigger every year. I mean, there's so many people, you know, even the, the, the younger, like my age bracket, these 18 to, to, to 22, 23, there are so, so many people that are finding out about it now. And that's why the main market is becoming so big. You know, you walk into pubs, clubs, uh, restaurants, anywhere that you're going, there's no doubt you're going to hear someone or some, you know, something about crypto because it's just, it's world leading at the minute. And, you know, if, if you're not in it, you, you really need to take a look because I'm being honest, you know, I'll be straight up. I can't, I couldn't go back to a nine to five job. It would, it, it wouldn't be possible. I, I would look at it and I would go, no, I can't do <laughs> that because there's so much money to be made in this space. And even if you're taking the right routes, you know, you don't have to be losing money, you know, kind of like what I do, community management. I started with nothing. You build yourself up to something. And it's definitely doable. It's, it's doable for everyone. You know, I've had people come to me and said, I'm absolutely broken. I need, I need work. You know, I'm not going to turn around and say, buy this or buy that. I'll say, take the right route. Now, I believe I jumped out of the stable coins because for one of the longevity of investment, which is, you know, stuff like your XRP, you're looking at good returns over five to seven years. And I also think that there is too much 
higher whale manipulation, these millionaires, billionaires that are investing in the main market that we don't know. You know, they've got the intel, they're professionals at their job and they know the exact, you know, within that minute, I'm going to buy at that point. Whereas in an altcoin, you can kind of see a dip. You can buy that dip and you've already made 50 bucks. Whereas, you know, you could put that into Ethereum and it might take you a month to make that 50 bucks. And I think that's where you kind of have to reflect these stable coins within the alt market as well. And and what people are really looking into, because the more I'm into the altcoins, it doesn't come to me as much. I'm not hearing as much about USDT and USDC and the, these stable coins. You know, it's morely just about the alt market. But I think it, it definitely is a big thing. And they've got massive, massive news there. Like, you know, we've had the, the China, which it comes every year. Um, I've not been in it too long, but I've been in, I've, you know, I've got buddies in the game that are the well, well, nice whales in there. And it doesn't worry them because they do the exact same stuff every year. They try to shake these people out. The whales get there, you know, they buy the dips and the market just repeats and repeats and repeats. And it's kind of like we've seen with the El Salvador. It's something that's come along. It's shaking out people that are scared and gone, oh, no, well, it's going down. That means I have to sell and I have to sell. And that's like what Mick was saying with the, the, the mental side of it. It really is a psychology side of shaking these people out and that kind of manipulation. So my, my personal thoughts, unless you're highly professional within the stablecoin game, it's not my kind of movement. I would rather chuck £50 in an alt and go, bam, I've got a five times, put my £50 away, I've got £200 to play with. Mm-hmm. Whereas these mains, you've really got to have some some good knowledge to know what you're actually investing in. You know, you've really got to do deep research. What is Ethereum? Where does it come from? You know, Ethereum's got current burns going on at the minute, which is, you know, obviously really good for the price movement. But what really is an Ethereum? What What is a Bitcoin? You know, what's the originality? And there's a lot of, of in-depth de- detail for these these younger age group brackets to learn. Yeah, I think if you look at the, the stable coins, I see those as a store of, of value, uh, something like a bond or obligation, um, like stock trading, you know. If you invest in something that has a horizon of five to ten years, then you look at stable coins. For example, my mother, if she would invest her pension fund for OK, uh, four or five k uh, in uh, in crypto. I suggest look at stable coins because you have a certainty that it remains around the same level. Maybe a fifty percent drop, but also a fifty percent increase. You know, uh, if you look at altcoins, I think those are more for the guys that uh, trade with their money. Day traders, um, you want to make investment, but you're also willing to lose. Uh, your investment. That's also why everyone on BEC always says, says never invest more than you will be willing to lose because it's investing, it's trading, it's not a store of value. It's not like a savings yeah. account where you get a, uh, a stable revenue with, with a certainty, or nevertheless inflation, but a certainty that your, your money stays to the same value. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have the, the micro caps, which we all love. That's why we're here, of course. But uh, there you can make uh, 50 pounds in into a hundred thousand in just a couple of weeks, but you could also yes. lose that 50 pounds really easily. Um, yeah. So yeah, I see stable coins more as a, a safe long-term investment that you can leave for at least five to 10 years and know that it will be at least the same, if not way more. Um, everyone expects Bitcoin to hit 300 
thousand like uh, next year, maybe after the, the new halving uh, up to a million. Awesome, but that's long term. Um, so yeah, that being said, my main investment is all in altcoins. I got some Sol, got some Terra, um, got some Harmony, some Matic, like upcoming uh, smart chains. Uh, just because I think they will take over uh, the, the the stable coins like Ethereum based on on speed, gas fees, those kind of things. Uh, but ninety five percent of my investment at the moment is on um, micro caps. I think I think I think the best way you can compare a stable coin is to real life money. If you've got a dollar, you've got a USDC. If you've got a dollar, you've got a USDT. So, you know, like, like Mick was saying, you could put £100 or $100 in USDT and five years later, it might be $101. And obviously that reflects on the price movement of, you know, whether the government's going to up the money of dollar, whether the dollar's worth less than a dollar or more than a dollar. So you kind of have to look at it just like a bank account. It is just a safe bank account. Yeah. And it's the devil. I love all coins. I got burned so many times that just recently I started putting them in stable coins because the fear. Um, but listening to you guys makes me want to get back into all coins. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> that, that's one of the issues. Of course, we are also trying to tackle with dough, but the, the high risk, high reward is fun until mm-hmm. you get scammed, got, got, um, rug pull, honey potted, like those kind of things. And mm. as soon as that is something that we can uh, get rid of, I know a lot of investors would flood back to uh, to the altcoins or even the micro caps because that that's also off putting for me. And I've I've met a lot of guys after uh, a rug pull uh, from a project that we uh, were in together that said, "This is this is it. I'm done. I lost so much money here." Uh, I'd rather have it in a stable coin where I know it'll grow gradually than lose it all to a scammer uh, who took my money or took everyone's money. Uh, so yeah, I, I do think that's a change that's coming. Uh, also, one thing I wanted to add is one mistake I see a lot of investors make, both on micro caps, but also on, on stable coins, adding on what uh, Santi said, is selling on red candles. That, that's like the, the biggest mistake you can make. When the market is red, you should be greedy. You should be thinking like, okay, I'm buying more because it's almost guaranteed that it will be back up to the previous level. You only sell on green. If it's in- increasing, you, you are in profit. You, you take your profit, set that in a stable coin like USDT and wait for it to dip so you can buy more. That, that's your buying opportunity. It's not something to be scared of. Red candles are great for buying so that you can profit more. Or definitely shorting. think that's or where the shorting. fear is yeah. though because when we see red candles we think what's next are we going to get rug pulled you know i <laughs> definitely like to exactly it's all a learning process yeah it's a it's a volatile yeah, space more experience, guys. They, they short it or they, they start like buying uh the dips mm. and the retail investor who just got into it they they invested their 500 dollars and they suddenly see, oh shit, 400 or maybe 50% drop, like, oh shit, 250. I want to minimize my, my damage. I, I'm selling now. Well, if you sell, you lose, you have your $250 no tokens. Well, so if you kept it there, maybe upped it by 500, then it would increase and you would have 1500 on, on the previous price level, you know? So those mechanics and that, that teaching, 
that that's really something that uh, crypto still needs. My first experience. Sorry, you can go ahead. No, no, go on, go go on. No, you got, you got, you got. This will be short. My first experience in crypto was with a coin called FYZ NFT, and I think we bought it at fourteen dollars, wrote it up to fifty, and then for the next two months, wrote it all the way down a soft drug bull. Oh, and it's it never recovered. So I I get real hesitant. I don't try to sell the red. I love to sell the green. When I see red, I get a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. Well, I think one of the big things is, and the main thing within this this altcoin market is gambling. People love a gamble. There's no yeah. doubt within that. And and you can't you can't not gamble. Whether you invest a, a penny, a pound, you invest at the bottom of a chart, the top of a chart, you are gambling. And people love that rush. You know, even mm-hmm. even whether you lose profit you know you're getting you're getting buzz out of that crypto and it's all about that hype that's around it yeah i think it has a lot to do with the hype regarding it a lot of people a lot of people when they first got into crypto uh, like i myself i got into crypto because of hype um so i i feel like it, it does have a lot to do with it like uh safe moon became what it is today because they, they i don't know how you guys if you guys have seen their their um marketing and their um uh or their socials but it's all like super super branded it and i believe that when it comes to um these big um part uh, i can't find the word these big altcoins uh that is that is the fastest way to get into that into that range of almost becoming a stable coin uh, that like safe moon has shot up i don't know if, if you, I, i've been following safe moon for a while now and i was gonna invest when it first came out and you know regret another regret <laughs> another crypto regret is that one i didn't invest um and now it's 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 hitting prices that almost only almost only stable coins are hitting which is it's kind of nuts and there's a lot of cryptos like that a lot of it's test and trial as well like don't don't just come into crypto for the money side. Don't don't come into it straight off the bat thinking I've been told I can make you know hundred thousand dollars off off hundred dollars here. Yes, you can, but also yes, you can lose that hundred dollars straight off the bat. The the best way I like to have to have learned it is be smart about your money and be smart about your investments. If you've got a thousand dollars, don't just go and dump it in a project. Put a hundred dollars in. That leaves you nine hundred spare. Put that aside. If you lose that hundred dollars. You've got another hundred there to play with. Don't put that eight hundred in. Put a hundred in. You've really got to research about your crypto just as much. And it's the same with the stable coins. You know your Bitcoin, Ethereum, and XRP and stuff like that. You've really got to research them just as much as you invest in them. It's true. It's very yeah, true. That's that's spot on what you just said about not investing everything. Uh, let's say you you have a thousand dollars and you see a chart and you want to buy. Uh, you've d- done your D- uh, DOI, you think it's uh, safe, you think there's utility, that you think there's a future for the, for the token. Don't invest the full 1,000 once. Invest maybe 500. Like It's not financial advice, of course, but uh, just for the, for hypothetical uh, purposes. Like Invest 500, uh, see where it goes. If it dips and you think, okay, we'll go back up because there's news, there's marketing, there's utility coming, invest another 100 on the dip. You, you DCA, like uh, dollar cost average, your position. Uh, your, your average is not the, the price that you bought, but the average of both. Next, it goes up. 
you you will be faster in profit than than before. You know you've covered your loss, and do that on every dip. You keep buying a bit, a bit, a bit, and once you are in profit, take a bit of profit, put that back in a stable coin, um, and reinvest that on the next dip. Therefore, constantly increasing your your position, uh, but don't sell on the dip unless. Like Aaron said, if it's a slow rug, if there's no news, no development, no nothing to increase value to the token, because that's basically what's happening with, with marketing, with utility, there's, there's increased value. So someone else after you will buy it. Uh, once that stops, get out. And that, that's exactly the reason why I don't invest in, in meme coins, because it's only marketing. There's no ex, uh, eccentric value to the, to the token. So it will die. It will die. And you will be the last one holding it. Yeah, I think the the old market really is going to take over the the stable coins. I think it's only a very very matter of time, and especially with some of the utilities that people are bringing into these projects now, that the 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 main market is just going to be forgot about. People are not going to be trading. Excuse me, people are not going to be trading Ethereum and Bitcoin and XRP and stuff because. I'll be, I'll be honest, it is the younger generation that's getting into crypto nowadays. You're not seeing as many of the, you know, the, the 25 to 40 bracket get in. It's, it's kids and it really is. And they're, they're telling the mates about it and they're going, well, look at this. I've just made a 10 times. And then the buddy makes a three times and that's it. You're hooked. You're instantly hooked onto it. And it's kind of like going on to, you know, you see Sky Vegas and spinning slots and you're putting your 60 P's on and go, wow, 100 quid. Oh, damn. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spin that 100 quid and I might get 200. And that's the addiction of the of the alt market. Whereas you put in a stable coin and you can sit there and watch that chart for five days, 10 days, and you're not going to get that 5X, 10X, 100X. You know, it could be possibly some we've seen like Solana do some very big movements in a short amount of time. But... I believe that's for the the bigger money brackets of people. If you're in the lower brackets, you know, you, you just want to invest little $20, little $50, $100, stuff like that. The alt market is for you. And if you're very settled with your money, you know, stuff like your farming pools, your stable coins, that's for you. You've really got to, you know, uh, what's the word? Not conciliated. You've really got to put a trade point to, to which one is better for your bracket. I don't really think it has too much to do with brackets. I think it has more to do with how the person likes to trade. Because let's say that it could be like somebody really that has a lot of, uh, let's say, for example, let's say somebody that has a lot of funds and they're willing to throw 10K, but they I like they like to gamble or I would say gamble because all coins is really like kind of like gambling. They like to gamble, then they they could go and how I would how I would recommend if you guys if you you know you're you're dead center on on, on kind of gambling per se. Um, let's say let's just uh, let's reduce the number to a thousand, right? How I would do it is if you if you already have it decided that you want to um, put away a thousand, right? I would be looking for projects. I would be looking for minimum ten different projects to invest in at ten different areas because I wouldn't want to put all of my eggs like into one basket. Um, that's probably one of the biggest things. Uh, that's how I do it with uh, stocks. And I assume um, I have some some of my cryptos like that, but I mostly do that with stocks. I diversify a lot. And I believe that it has to do with um, with making sure that you're that you're safe and you have you have some holdings in these uh, rapid moving cryptos in these altcoin in this altcoin market. But also I, I have I have Ethereum. I've been holding Ethereum. I've been holding Bitcoin for a while. I've been holding 
Um, I need to get more Solana. Uh, but these are all examples. But then I also have my me- uh, meme coin side per se. That pardon me. That I invest into all coins. I invest into um, new projects. Uh, but always it always comes to due diligence, and it's always uh, it's always not financial advice, obviously. But it's 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 how I view the easiest way to be able to truly profit off the crypto market is if you, let's say you want to, you want to go all in on one project, then I, I always recommend do a lot of research. Even, even for example, as um, even with our project, for example, there's, uh, we had somebody that was like, Oh, you know, I have X amount of money and I do want to invest it on. I was like, Oh, you know, do you have other investments? Cause you know, he's kind of new and, um, and I guided him to make sure that, you know, he has other investments. It's not just all in one project um, because it's, it's one of the biggest things in investing. Um, it's not like you could believe in a project all you want, but it's, you always want to have kind of like a, like a, what's the, what's the word, uh, like a safety line, just in case, let's say this project doesn't go too well. I have, uh, have some, uh, some invested into this project. I have some invested into a stable coin. I have some invested. So you're, you're, you always have funding available. If anything were to happen in the market, the market goes red as as everybody knows we have red days um and i that's one thing i love about stable coins it allows you to have that that sense of security it's kind of like a savings i would say <laughs> like a savings account uh, especially like usdt um it's basically you, stocks like how you would, you, it's basically like how you would uh, stock trade with uh, a risk assessment exactly. uh, portfolio and depending on your risk appetite you change what your portfolio holds, but there's always a mixture between uh, like more stable coins, a bit of high risk, like emerging markets, you know, like uh, Asia, Africa, those kind of stocks. Um, and that combination that gives you a, a certain uh, horizon and forecasted revenue uh, with stocks is like 10%, 15% tops, especially if you are a bit more of a high risk uh, investor. Um, with crypto, it could be different. Like if you look at Bitcoin, uh, that could be like an upside of uh, max 50% in a given time span, like a year, um, maybe more. Uh, if you look at uh, BSC, it could be uh, 1,000%, but it could also be zero. Um, having a mixture between those, I think it's the most healthy. Like I, I said, I, I have a couple stable coins, uh, got a couple um, altcoins, but... 95% of my portfolio is on BSC because I ex- accept the fact that I can lose it all. Um, I don't want to on scams, but I accept it on projects that I DOR and they don't pan out. Um, but that's my horizon because I'm, I'm sure that next month with my next paycheck, I'll have it back, you know, like um, I, I, I can afford to lose what I invest on BSC and therefore my risk appetite is different and you could call it gambling. Well, I don't feel like I'm gambling because I do DOR to minimize the gambling aspect and to uh, maximize profit, in my opinion. Like always you can make a mistake or your DOI doesn't pan out. Or one thing I hate is if the dev over promises and he doesn't deliver because that screws up your DOR. There's false promises, so you've got wrong info. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's my, my main take on investing and portfolio management. Uh, yeah, looking at BSC and the, the, the apes that we have, a lot of people skip the part of DOR. They, they see Greek candles and they start buying, uh, which is great for FOMO, but not for your portfolio. Yeah. I think, 
even if it is a gamble, if, if you want to call it that, it's a learning lesson at the end of the day. You get burned, you're going to learn, you know. Maybe I shouldn't move as quickly when I see a chart and look up their Twitter, look up their website, look up their Telegram, talk to the community uh, kind of thing. Because then you can really get a feel for the character of not only the, the devs, but the community, since the community reflects the character of the devs, in my opinion. Um, so just listening about altcoins makes me want to jump back into them. <laughs> it really does. I miss it. I, I, I got addicted to losing money. I, so I rode that I one all the way down <laughs> and I left it with 4k and then I jumped into Dogelon right before SNL and that 4k pumped to 28,000, but then Vitalik rugged. Well, he did a donation to India but it was a giant dip in the chart. And that's when I was like, I got to get out of this. This is, this is insane. Dogelon? Yeah, Dogelon. It, it's uh, I remember it's that. Elon token. I've never heard of that one. That's so they wrote up with SHIB. Um, they were, their, their thing was they were the official currency of Mars. Okay. So that was their utility. I mean, and it's a meme coin, and but it pumped, it pumped real hard. It was when you were seeing like the Ethereum uh, transaction fees were like five hundred dollars because they were just congested with meme meme tokens at the time. Wow, I've never but, actually heard of that. That's kind of crazy. You know, if you have the right people to help guide you to, like almost like a mentor or someone you trust, you can navigate through the altcoin scene fairly safely, I believe. Sorry, I'm just stuck on the Dogelon name. Like, <laughs> I wonder, yeah. like, and it's like, <laughs> it's just like, who, who would have thought, like, oh, you know what? I'm going to name it Dogelon, and then it's going to be the, the the crypto of Mars. It's like that, It's the Elon. Funny. Elon is the symbol. If you type in Elon, that's Dogelon Mars. Wow. So they have, like, a Doge with an elon hairdo but no they caught <laughs> right on the snl hype man they launched and and as soon as the snl was done it was like that pump song you know that's really popular you gotta pump it up because it just kept mooning let's see Dodge the lawnmowers. oh that's <laughs> hilarious look at this is anyone else just a, a quick random one is anyone else noticed that the internet's slowly breaking at the minute yeah, I've heard that from a couple of people. Everything, They're saying Facebook's slow. Yeah, Instagram's Telegram down. Slow. Telegram, Instagram, WhatsApp. It's even, yeah, everything's gone very, very odd. Yeah. yeah. Even, even my uh, my Rose Bowl in our main chat is lagging at the moment. I, yeah. I just typed, I typed a contract address to pop up our, our contract address. Normally Rose is like right on that, but I think she's having a bad day today. <laughs> oh, I see a lot of people complaining with uh, my Wi-Fi is bad, uh, uh, Telegram is slow, WhatsApp and Facebook or Instagram are down. Um, might be worthwhile to, to Google if there's a solar flare or something going on. Because oh, I was thinking oh. of a solar flare. Yeah, that makes sense. Let's see. The internet's finally having its cleanse. <laughs> that will be something. If we wake up tomorrow, no internet. Bye-bye. <laughs> Oh, oh, wake up, the wake up and crypto is just gone. <laughs> if you wake up and the internet's gone, people are going to have fit. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. Every, you know what? If the internet went, I'd be glad. I could live in peace. Freedom, no <laughs> Facebook, no Instagram, no, no, no Snapchat, just 
just free to but you know it's funny like i really using a lot of those yeah me too man like i was very active on on the socials but since i started crypto like i just got a notification this morning from my iphone i spent 11 hours this week average on my phone yeah and none <laughs> yeah. of them is socials it's only telegram uh and all metamask browser that's it <laughs> yeah absolutely insane that's not kind of what i'm doing on my laptop every day so yeah, that's a good majority of i think 20 hours a day spent on crypto at the moment yeah i only use the socials because i have to but um <laughs> they're just oversaturated there's just so much fake news and all yes they lost their their it's, the same uh, bullshit. it's mainly yeah. the look at me that i don't like the look at me vibe that I get from Instagram, like look at how, how amazing my life is. And then, you know, they're sitting on the couch with their phone, not doing anything. And I it really can't be bothered. I, I find it so pathetic that I, I, I need to quit. Like I've still got my Insta- Instagram on, but I'm never online. So. Yeah, so apparently there's some DNS issues going on, but yeah, everything's down right now. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter's doing all right. Um, even telecom services, uh, having big issues at the minute, and Oculus VR also. Mm, a lot of stuff is being hit right now, so I'm glad we're still looking at that. We're still going through this. Uh, <laughs> through this yeah, I was looking at that, unaffected uh, here. Zoom's doing yeah. well. That's it. I wonder Zoom's what the. I wonder if Microsoft, like Xbox Live, Sony, all that stuff. I wonder if they're up and running. I'm, I'm checking their down detectors, and I can't see anything for them at the minute. Cool. Um, they have their own issues all the time. Like, yeah, Virgin Media, Sky, all them are down as well, really badly. Let's see. People, wow, people are even tweeting that it might be an attack. What? And then somebody had to come out saying, nothing we're seeing. It looks like an attack. Most likely explanation is that the company's internet right routers were withdrawn by mistake during maintenance. Uh DNS attack. <laughs> that's where that's where the mentality is right now. If that's yeah. an attack, that's a big attack. Like, oh yeah. It's either gotta be a bad solar flare or it's gotta be like pff, government. That, that's, yeah. yeah, that that ain't no script kid he sat behind his keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Uh Damn. Real interested now. Wow, Snapchat too. Uh, T-Mobile's mm. down. T-Mobile, oh. AE, Virgin Media, Pokemon Go, Instacart, Snapchat, uh, Oculus, it's the, it, Horizon. It's the purge. Yeah, GG, dude. It's, it's the time of the annual purge. <laughs> it's come. <laughs> <laughs> My God, but you know it's crazy. I, I forgot. I don't remember where it was from, but there was this movie or, or show or game or something that it was about. What if all the internet and all like all electricity went out? um and it, it it's kind of cool because it kind of shows there's a lot of people that like you know there was uh, prisoners do, I, I don't remember if it was a show because i remember this is a while ago but i don't remember the walking it was a show. dead no it wasn't walking dead but <laughs> they it don't was, have that's what would happen <laughs> something like that minus but, the zombies no but it was kind of cool because it showed that most prisons are actually um are like electric yeah. exactly yeah. so all of the prisoners were out and it turned into like a did like a bloodbath you know <laughs> it was nuts like i don't remember where this was from but it was it showed like people were 
that were surviving off of uh, ventilators, for example, because of electricity, everything went out. So then everything completely changed. Only the strong were alive. And, you know, it's kind of like a Darwin's kind of like movie or show. I don't remember what it was, <laughs> but it was really cool. It, it's kind of, have you ever seen Lost by any chance? Have you guys yeah, seen? Yeah. It's kind of, it was kind of like that. Like, you know, it was just kind of like, like the true human nature. And I've, I've always been like a, a fan of like, uh, of all the all, all of these kinds of aspects of of, of history um because I, I like for example so i've been kind of nerding out a little bit so i'm a huge uh, fan of like medieval stuff and like uh north north stuff um um like the thor and all that kind of all that kind of stuff like kind of like in that old mythology era and i just i just like how everything is always kind of like linked to, to today when it comes uh, when it comes to all these kinds of like I don't know how the reason why I'm ta- talking about sorry I just kind of completely nerded out but the reason why I'm talking about it is because um when it comes to technologies back in in um not mythology back in uh in the Greek era and everything of technology the, the highest advance of technology was um wow I'm I'm, I'm uh, I can't find the word uh i don't remember if it was the romans who who was the one that that, that created the first uh plumbing system i don't remember if it was the romans or the greek roman Roman, right yes thank you so uh that that was the height of the civil of of civilization but our height right now is cryptos nfts and actually one of the coolest things is ar augmented reality i think that's probably one of the coolest things to me because have you guys ever been inside of a vr by any chance personally yeah Yeah? the the bsvr the the which one the, the playstation pr oh ps oh dude that one's awesome i've tried the, I'm, uh, i haven't tried any i'm ordering mine yeah. tomorrow i'm ordering my uh, my vibe pro tomorrow oh yeah. dude that's so cool <laughs> yeah um, you can actually implement it with crypto as well so a really cool one that's doing which a lot of people don't know is snoop dog set up a thing which we talked about on the on the last podcast uh where he can view a the like his live stage People don't know if you actually plug that into your computer with a VM box, you can actually use your live um, VR headset to be in his stage. That's crazy, man. It's kind of like, have you guys seen the, uh, I I know you guys don't play Fortnite, but have you guys seen the Fortnite one that the, the, the people go onto the show? Like that they had the most recent one is like Ariana Grande's concert. No, you guys haven't seen that or, or like the, uh, I saw Roblox 21 pilots. Mm. No. Well, well, damn! If you guys haven't seen that, then but I was gonna say, imagine you put you were able to put on that VR and be in that concert, like because I went to the Ariana Grande one. I went to the uh, um, the one I really liked was the Steve Aoki and the Travis Scott one. Uh, but yes. it, I, like, imagine if if having a VR and being able to actually go into it, and especially like being able to show up to like a, a live concert, but with VR, I think that'd be the coolest thing. But VR would have to be so much cheaper for it to be mass adopted like that. Yeah. Kind of like a silent disco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's one really cool thing that I was looking at that is now in development where they have like this this ball that you're sitting in, which can spin 360 degrees. And it's like a um, basically like a flight simulator, but you can play different things while you're sitting in there. So let's say you want to drive a race car, uh, fly a plane or whatever. It mimics the exact movement. So if you, for example, are playing uh, a flight simulator, you pull back on the stick and you literally do a 360 barrel, you know, like that. that, that gives your body the sensation. Like, 
Yeah. Yeah, that's that's exactly. really that, cool. That's taking VR one step further, you know, like full on screen, like 360 view, and then putting back, and you're like, walk Yeah, you, your wife walks yeah, into the room crazy. and you're just sat there spinning in a ball in the middle of it. Yeah, the hamster ball. <laughs> Have you guys ever played Beat Saber? By any chance? Yeah, I, I played it to that man. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Man, dude, that that one's addicting. Let me tell you, like I was there sweating bullets because I was literally like going the hard mode, and then yeah. before you know it, you're yeah, I'll you're show you the video. I played it on hyperspeed. Is that similar I'll, I'll, to like I'll Dance Dance Revolution? The dance basically, dance? yeah, yeah. It's on Sunday. Dude, I used to nerd out on the VR. VR has got a long way to go. Anyway, I think it will be heavily involved in crypto as well. Like mm. really, if, if not, I've got some great implementations for VR that I want to, I want to actually code into some crypto stuff for the future. Yeah, I think if you could combine that with NFT, so buy the access with the NFT, and then you can load up it in in the VR. Yeah. But anyways, NFTs are highly undervalued because now they're mostly used for uh, content, like access to a picture that you then own. Uh, so more like uh, what's it called in English? Um, royalties like you have a right to own something whilst it can be utilized as way more using it as a, uh, like a key card a permission instead of a royalty um you see that on toolkit for example you get access to a private group uh we do that with dough with um the, the recipes you you buy a picture but you get the actual recipe and you can't see it if you have a board like those kind of things that will greatly propel uh, the, the NFT use, use cases and therefore the adoption. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel yeah. like... No... Yeah, oh, sorry, sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I wanted to ask you, like you just uh, talked about uh, energy, uh, uh, global blackout. Um, how do you see energy consumption in relation to stable coins? Because Bitcoin has to be mined. We know that... China is cracking down on the energy consumption. Elon said something about it. Uh, what's your take on that in regards to crypto? When it comes to crypto, most of the issues regarding uh, mining and uh, insane power consumption comes from proof of proof of work uh, cryptos. Proof of work cryptos. Those are the ones that have a lot of um, a lot of weight per se. A lot of um, a lot of energy usage. Um, but yeah. when it comes to um, well, I can't find it's the word. Steak. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Uh, when it comes to that, it, it's completely it's it's com- when it comes to proof of stake, it's completely different in the aspect of. Um. Well, I can't find I can't find my words today. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> I can't I can't find the word. Like yeah, I keep proof of stake on a mobile phone, like Holo is doing. The network is based on on mobile phones who have to be charged anyways. Uh, of yeah. course, they will use more battery percentage, mm-hmm. um, but. Uh, anyone has one so it's more shared um, more uh, less concentrated on for example China market uh, so yeah I do agree that uh, proof of stake is a very good development and also the reason why I have some holo um, but the biggest stable coins like Bitcoin are mm-hmm. the US They're, they are POE uh, I think that's why what Ecuador or El Salvador uh, did with the volcanic energy, you know, can we harness wind power? Can we harness uh, hydropower to to do this mining? Because I know that we're at a spot 
in humanity where something needs to be done about, you know, the state of the world, the climate, the carbon emissions, everything. And if we can find solutions to these problems, that'd be huge. And there are solutions to the problems. It's just not moving at a quick pace. It's very slow. And yeah. um, I think if they're able, if China's huge, and I hear they, they're doing a lot of renewable energy, why not just hook that up to the Bitcoin grid and have the power grid and the Bitcoin working together? That way it's not, you're not burning coal, you're not dumping carbon into the atmosphere, you know? There's ways to negate it or at least bring it down. And that's why the charities are cool too with these altcoins, because a lot of them are giving back, planting more trees. These are things that need to get done. And if no one's going to spend the money on it, I think crypto is the perfect avenue for having um, these corrections, you know? No, 100%. The money that's being made in crypto is insane. Mm-hmm. I think farm, like farming is a, a big thing that I kind of look into. I mean, my buddy farms and he's just running it, you know, off one GPU. But I think there is going to be a big crackdown on it soon. Uh, I think there is going to be a big change within it because of the global warming. It's a massive thing that's being looked into. I've got a buddy that's into a project with carbon credits, like you're saying. And I really think there will be a big crackdown soon to whether they either stop it or whether they're going to change to how it's mined or how you're going to have to mine it, you know, depending on the grid. Um, Climate change is one of the biggest, biggest things that's world leading at the minute that a lot of people don't really look at and don't think about it. And, you know, if you're just setting up, you know, your little one miner, that's fair enough, but you've got factories out there that are full of thousands of, of, of these miners. And, you know, even down to the, the, tiniest little things of you know you've got in-depth and, and out-depth you've obviously got the the technology side of it but then you've also got like the heat side of it the physical heat side and you know that are sat there being open miners letting off these the you know these bad effects towards the atmosphere and i think that really is a big thing that the government are looking at and trying to crack down on without hurting the cryptocurrency too much because they kind of have to leverage between not really the legal side because they can't do much to crypto anymore. Like I said, it's already too big for them to crack down on it. I think they're just trying to look at the side of what can we make safer and how are we actually going to approach it without, you know, without messing with these people because there's no doubt, you know, crypto is a big, big part of the government and a lot of them will be involved in it. You know, it's it's a huge, huge money maker. It's the same with pubs. It's the same with like, you know, simple stuff, drugs, cigarettes, alcohol. It's a big thing that the government are involved in. But I think cryptocurrency mining is a massive one that they're trying to crack down on. They just don't know which which route to take. And that, that could actually be one of our, our future topics because uh we're 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 actually approaching a full hour. Uh so I wanna wanna start wrapping up so we could have the uh be able to have the full hour uploaded on the on the YouTube and on the podcast. Um, but I just wanted to give a good, like a quick uh, apology, guys. Sorry, I've been a little bit out of it. I had a, I had a migraine since before this started. I took medicine already, but I don't know. My, my migraine it hasn't been going away. So my my words I've noticed are a little bit jumbled, but it's just because uh, my, my headache's killing me right now. <laughs> That's why I don't know. I'm usually more smiley and more excited. But today I've been kind of serious because my, my head is literally throbbing. <laughs> but um. So, but I wanted to say thank you guys for having, for coming on today. Uh, we're going to have many more topics. We're going to be talking about, I actually like that topic, the Bitcoin mining. And then uh, Mick gave me another topic. Uh, let me actually check it out right now. Um, 
Utility tokens. Utility tokens. So we do. We definitely have a lot more to talk about uh, for all of our podcast listeners. Um, I hope I by the next one uh, my head is cleared. Um, but I wanted to say thank you guys so much for hopping on with us. It meant it means a lot. Um, we have so many more topics to talk about as I've mentioned, guys. So make sure to be tuned in. Follow follow both all chats. Follow those Instagram, uh, those Twitter. Follow our Twitter and our Instagram. So make sure you guys are all followed, all subscribed, and. That's from me and to see if they want to say anything. I would like to thank Mick and Luke as well. Uh, Luke, this is your second time on. It's always a pleasure having you here. Mick, it was an absolute pleasure. I actually stopped in Doe last night to uh, kind of throw the word out there to see if we could get you on. So the fact we got you in 12 hours is awesome. Thank you for joining us. I think it's really cool what you guys are doing, both in, uh, in technology, but also these kind of things. I think it's a great incentive to not only talk about your project, but also the bigger picture. Um, so, yeah, I would like to thank you both for uh, the past couple of months, but also uh, for today. And, uh, yeah, I love what we're doing uh, with, the, with the partnership, um, with what's coming for, for Doe, with the, uh, the cross-chain launch, uh, for what's coming with Doge, what you guys have told me. I see there's uh, a lot of opportunities to uh, to grow big together. So uh, yeah, let's keep focusing on that, and uh, I'll look forward to the invitation of uh, a next uh, Cryptoverse talk. I agree. Thank you very much. Awesome. I appreciate it. Love being on there. Love talking to the the community that's out there and listening in the future of this. Uh, <laughs> some really good talks. It's given us all really good knowledge. You know, even some bits we don't know. Some stuff we do know. We're sharing together. Uh, I really like the aspect of where we're going. I you guys you. totally FOMO'd me back into altcoins, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you know where to put the money, right? Hell yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Absolutely. All right. Thank <laughs> you, safe. everyone. We'll see you guys on the next episode of uh, Stories from the Cryptoverse.